1: It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning. This is Dave Debo. Coming up at 12 noon, Meet the Press comes your way. Of course, they're going to be delving into two of the big stories that we've been touching on this morning as well. Not only President Trump and tariffs and trade, but also the situation that uh, just suddenly emerged this week, basically, where it was announced that he will meet, it now turns out probably in May, face to face with Kim Jong-un the leader of North Korea. Let's talk a little bit more about this right now. kyung Chi Bach is with us. She's a professor of political science at SUNY Buffalo State. You've probably heard her on the program before. Uh, she was with us around the time of the Olympics to talk about some of the South Korea, North Korea border issues then. Of course, now there's even more to talk about with this moving forward. She's someone who has family, by the way, in Seoul, South Korea, actually uh, ended up growing up there herself until 11 years old, and then came over here and ultimately became the professor she is at Buff State. Kyung-shi ba, thanks for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Tell me what your thoughts were when you first heard that these two sides would meet.
2: Well, first of all, I was very surprised. Uh, as you know, this is the first talk between uh, sitting U.S. president and North Korean leader, so it, it was a surprise.
1: Do you think that there is a gain for each side here? I guess what I'm really asking is, why would they be doing it?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, this is is, um, a really smart game on both sides, I think. So first of all, North Korea has never been shy about wanting to talk to the um, U.S. directly with the president uh, sitting together. because. It gives that very uh, justification, that legitimacy that uh, North Korea has been seeking. This will be, uh, in a way, a seal of approval on this uh, rogue uh, regime. So I think this is a big win for North Korea. And of course, uh, this is a surprise, but also could be a big win for our president and um, the White House as well.
1: I, I, I want to take each one in turn. Let's start with North Korea. If they were more of a democracy, I could see him needing to appear legitimate for the sake of uh, of the public, of the people that would vote for him. But obviously, that's not the case. Does an increased stature matter for him? What does he really get out of uh, the legitimacy you spoke of?
2: Well, this is, uh, you know, he's uh, the third leader in North Korea. He's the grandson of the founding father of that nation. While he is an alternate leader in the country, North Korea has had many political difficulties, um, uh, many changes, and also economic and political instability more so than any of uh, former leaders. As a young leader who's just uh, starting out as a, A political leader the ultimate leader of the country i think he needs that um justification internally but also externally to say to his people look what i have accomplished we are sitting down with president trump to talk about um you know our political concerns that is a big win for him internally but also this is a way for north korea and also um Leader came to remain relevant uh, internationally as well. So, internally and externally, this is a big uh, moment for him.
1: Do you think, as a result of it, people will then view him differently on the world stage?
2: Well, I don't think it'll change the image that he has that, um, that he, he is, um, after all, a dictator. Um, but this will make him um, once again very relevant to the global peace and global politics.
1: Now, in addition to being someone who who obviously knows the region because of your background, you still have family over there. Uh, talk to me about uh, put on your political science professor hat and talk to me about what it means for President Trump.
2: As he said um, during his speech in Pennsylvania, this this could be a game changer for him. Um, so far. Um while well, he's had uh, some uh, big wins uh, domestically, in terms of diplomacy, in terms of um, international relationships, he's had some rough moments. Um, for example, the uh, tariff the talk, uh, the retaliation that the European uh, Union has promised, all these things are, you know, chipping away his uh, presidency. So if he could succeed, um, if he could get something out of this talk, I think that would bring um, a big win for his presidency.
1: To what degree do you think his tough talk, his even mocking of Kim Jong-un up to this point brought Kim Jong-un to the table as it were?
2: Mm, I don't think it has worked in a way that maybe um president has anticipated. North Koreans are really good at um, propaganda. You know, this is what they do. Um, so when Trump, um, President Trump mocks him, this gives him, um, the leader Kim the ground internally and to some degree externally, the ground to say, oh look what President Trump is doing. He is, uh, he's deserving the peace. He's war-mongering. So I think it gives Kim Jong-un, the crown for, um, I guess, his misbehavior, his nuclearization.
1: Talk a little bit about the, the the back and forth. In the news lately, we're reading about how, okay, now that they have agreed to meet, there's also conditions being tacked on, or or the way this thing will be set up um, might say that so-and-so has to do thus and such. It, it, this is really just the beginning, I guess, isn't it?
2: Yes, indeed. Um And so far, there hasn't been much concrete details uh, being shared with the public. So we know that uh, North Korea is supposedly making some concrete steps toward peace. We um, assume it's about uh, denuclearization, but other than that, really, there has been no detail uh, shared so far.
1: And I know you grew up in Seoul, you have family still over there. Uh, What's the reaction been in the South?
2: They are, obviously, South Koreans have elected a liberal president uh, who promised a re-engagement with North Korea. So I think there was and there has been a change in South Korea, but at the same time, this has been just one of many uh, attempts that North Korea has made uh, to um, remain relevant and to bring... uh, fair justification to their um, country. So I think people are optimistic, but very cautiously.
1: Obviously, the United States is an ally of the South. Does, does increased legitimacy for the North uh, in any way scare them, bother them, or possibly even jeopardize the, the current U.S. relationship?
2: Mm, I think so. I definitely think so. So this talk between North Korea and the United States everyone in that uh, world is watching carefully. Um, So if, as President said uh, during his speech, that he could walk away, if he did walk away, um, that could bring uh, again the ground for Kim Jong-un to say, see, I sat down with him, I tried to make peace with him, but he's the one who's uh, disturbing the peace. He's the one bringing instability to this world. He's the one um, causing this problem. So I think it gives a lot of, um, uh, I guess, the political ground for political rhetoric for Kim Jong-un and that that, um, might not be well received in South Korea.
1: What do you want to see happen? And I, I think it might be a different answer. What do you think will happen?
2: It's an interesting time i would really like a well-coordinated effort on the u.s side so far um so so far um the white house has many uh steps leaving but also in the diplomatic side uh, as well so uh, joseph yoon who was instrumental in uh, this north korean uh, peacemaking process he just resigned um we still don't have an ambassador to Seoul uh, South Korea as of now. There aren't people uh, the right people um in place to make this really work and I think to walk into this talk unprepared or um, would be detrimental um so I really like to see um the strengthening the uh, State Department, having the right people in place before the talks, so that the U.S. um, and President Trump walks in really well prepared and um, really anticipating all the moves that North Korea has um, probably have in place.
1: What do you think will happen in the end, in the final analysis? Is this a step toward nuclear nonproliferation or... Or is this just, as you said earlier, perhaps propaganda both sides saying, look what I did?
2: (laughs) As I said, I am um, cautiously optimistic. So I do think that this is just one of many um, that North Korea has tried. Obviously, it's really hard to know what North Korea is thinking, what Kim Jong-un is thinking, because it's it's an isolated country. He's an isolated leader. But uh, we do know from defectors, especially high-profile defectors um, uh, in recent years, that Kim Jong-un has two major goals, that he would like to succeed in nuclearization of North Korea. He's getting very, very close to that. And the second goal has been having this talk with uh, the President of the United States. So. He's getting what he wanted, he's getting what he's always wanted.
1: Is the nuclear component of it all part of his quest for legitimacy? Can can the argument be made that if he gets legitimacy by talking to President Trump, then he wouldn't have to pursue legitimacy as much on the nuclear side?
2: I don't think that's how it really works.
1: For, for him both goals are big then?
2: Yes. Um, as I said, while it's hard to really know what he's thinking, um, the high-profile prof- defectors, like um, uh, from the diplomatic side and also the military side, they have said over and over again that he has two ultimate goals. Those are sitting down with the president of the United States to bring that justification to his uh, government, his leadership, but making North Korea nuclearized. And those are two very big goals. I don't think he's willing to keep up on any.
1: All right. Interesting stuff. Thanks very much for your time.
2: All right. Thank you for having
0: me.
1: That's kyung Chi Bak. She's a political science professor at SUNY Buffalo State, someone with roots in South Korea, family still over there in the Seoul area.